Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Listen to the words of Thomas Chisolam. He said, living for Jesus, who died in my place, bearing on Calvary my sin and disgrace. Such love constrains me to answer his call, follow his leading, and give him my all. O Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to thee, for thou, in thine atonement, did give thyself for me. I owe no other master. My heart shall be thy throne. My life I give, henceforth to live, O Christ, for thee alone. Living for Jesus. Living for Jesus. What am I living for? Is it time? Or am I living for eternity? I believe that each and every one of us needs to stop and think on that question. What am I living for? Is it for time? Or is it for eternity? Is it for here and now? Or is it for eternity? I start by sharing with you last morning that we are called upon to live separated lives. And I use Hebrews 13, 12 and 13, where the Bible says, Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Hmm. Verse 12, Let us go forth therefore unto him, without the cap, bearing his reproach. Seeing that he did all of this for us, he suffered so that we can be sanctified, set apart from, and set apart to, from evil, from sin, from the world, from pleasure, from Satan, but set apart unto Christ and unto holiness and his righteousness. He said, let us go forth therefore unto him without a camp, bearing his reproach. So let me say today that we are to be separated from the powerless formality of religion and the world. I say that based on what I've seen, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 to verse number 17. Here's what he said. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Now, it is amazing that many of us as Christians, we do know that this is in the Bible. Many of us as Christians, we do understand what it means to be yoked together. We know that God said that we are not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So it tells us that when a believer joins up with an unbeliever, that becomes a believer yoking himself or herself to an unbeliever. And he said, you are not to do that. Now, lots of people they understand that to mean that you are not to marry 
a non-believer if you are a believer. And that is correct. But it goes deeper than just marriage. Anything that you will couple yourself with someone else with, whether it be business or marriage, whatever it is, the scripture says that that should not be that a believer will yoke him or herself with an unbeliever. And he goes ahead and he explains what he meant. He says, for what fellowship had righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion had light with darkness. Now, you know that when you come to the house and the electricity is on and you know that I've been away, but the switches are off. As you walk in the door and you put your hands on the switch and you flip those switches, darkness disappears because the lights come on. When you flip the switches off, the light is gone and darkness takes over the place. He said, the two of them cannot fellowship. You cannot have light and darkness at the same time. He said, and what concord had Christ with Belial? Or what path hath the believer with an infidel? And what agreement had the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God had said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Now notice verse number 17. Remember what I'm trying to prove to you? that we are to be separated from the powerless formalities of religion and the powerless formalities of the world. He says, wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, say the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And notice a promise, and I will receive you. Not only that I find that we are to separate ourselves, from the powerless formalities of religion and the world, but we must separate ourselves from the pleasures of this sinful world, which includes worldly associates, worldly fashions, worldly standards, and worldly speech, just to name a few. John reminds us in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 and verse number 16, he said, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, it is not of the Father. It is of the world. So we must separate ourselves from all these worldly things. You know, sometimes believers find themselves attached so much to worldly standards, to worldly associates, worldly fashions, even worldly speech, worldly behavior, places of the world. Believers find themselves all gripped by this. And the Bible says that we must separate ourselves and Jesus Christ did not only die or sense to be forgiven, 
but also for our sanctification, which means our separation from the world, but unto him. Notice something else. We must also separate ourselves from the deception of a self-centered life. In 3 John verse 9, he said, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes who love it to have the preeminence among them receive us not. Yes, here was this man Diotrephes and he was in the church. And John wrote to the church. And could you imagine the apostle and this man Diotrephes refused to receive him when he came? It was all about him. And we must separate ourselves from the deception of self-centeredness. A life that is centered on me, myself, and I. No, our lives must be centered on Christ. So my question is, what am I living for? Is it for time or is it for eternity? Father, thank you so much that you have shown us in your word these things that we could learn every day and be more of what you want us to be. Have your way in these devotions. Use them, dear Lord, as you see fit. May your word, Lord, mold our lives. Thank you for every believer and for those who have not yet accepted Jesus to be the Savior. May they do it before it's too late. Is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for your time this morning for listening. One other favor. Just press that button and share or forward or copy and paste to a friend. May God bless you. Have a great day. I'll be back with you next morning.